get this fucking thing going. Yeah. Yeah. We've gotten everything offensive out of our system, right? Thank you. <laughs> that was just be sweet. Yeah. You have to do a cleansing. Out. Yeah, I needed to get the poison out of my system, and apparently Cass did too, real quick. Yeah. Well, I took this microdose this morning, and it's like been great. You know, on hour three or four of the microdose, I'm like, wow, I'm making all these healthier decisions. But like on hour one or two, I'm like, <sighs> you know, it's like, yeah, you like can kind of feel it coming up. And what's kind of cool about the microdose is you're like coming up, but you don't really come up to anything. You're just kind of more like, <laughs> okay, true. yeah, here we are, a little bit of more of a magical existence. Yeah, which who couldn't want that? But when you do it, like we went to the beach the other day, and. I took a couple of these microdoses and it just told me, move your body and eat carrots. And I was like, all right, I need those messages more often. Mm. Yeah, it's pretty good wisdom. Yeah. Yeah, everybody should be microdosing mushrooms more. Holy shit. The amount of problems that would take care of in this country if everyone just took took like 0.2 of psychedelic mushroom every day. Yeah, absolutely. Imperceptible amount. Yeah. Like you really don't feel it. Like even even what Cass is on right now is 0.3. Yeah. Mm. No, just like you said, I was reading somebody's experiment with replacing LSD with coffee. Like they stopped. They were like really big coffee addict, had two or three a day and just switched to LSD. Whoa. And we're talking about how um, their alcohol cravings were totally curved by 5 p.m., which before on coffee was something that was like. Oh, they needed something to bring them down. Totally. Mm -hmm. It was sort of part of this wheel thing. And the acid just sort of like kept them up. And they also said it was easier to make decisions after dinner, like about sweets and stuff. You know, there just wasn't that, it was less of a hole it felt like they were trying to fill. Yeah, that's the, that's what we heard from like the leading expert. Uh, We had talked to him and he was like, you don't have to be sick to get better. And people just, even with the littlest amount will notice, because like the big thing is he does this study where he has people like self-administer uh, you know, one day on, two days off, one day on, yeah, and then, you know, month. keep yeah. a diary during that. That's and great. most people are saying like, yo, I'm making healthier decisions about exercising, yep. what I'm eating. If I, you know, walk by clutter, I just pick it up, yep. you know, stuff totally. that for everyone, uh, part of me is like, oh, it could be the placebo then. But part of me is like for everyone to kind of say like, oh, I'm making healthier, healthier decisions. It makes so much sense that that's what the mushroom wants for us. Oh yeah. To be more harmonious oh. and in our power, you know, connected. She's, she's definitely smarter than us. Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah, that's not, I mean, that's why interacting with these plant consciousnesses is so helpful to us. Cause there's such intelligence. Yeah. You know? It's like so expansive and, um, yeah. bigger picture, bigger they, they, picture. They, they know the bigger picture and they're, they're absolutely. like, oh, you're so silly. absolutely. <laughs> you're so silly. <laughs> well, what you guys were saying is that the mushroom was telling you to eat more mushrooms, like not oh, just psychedelic yeah. mushrooms, but just mushrooms in general. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. I've fallen off my mushroom kick. I need to get back. I know. On. I want to, I need those friends who like take you to the forest and feed you mushrooms. Yeah. Mm. Gail said that she does know somebody who purely forages and oh, gets purely forages. Pure, yep. Yeah, only forages. Ooh. But you we know. need to have them on the podcast. Oh, absolutely. Who is that motherfucker? Absolutely. Like how yeah. they consume. Because, yeah, because, you know, when you fuck with the way that something grows, you're obviously fucking with the consciousness as well. Mm-hmm. So there is sort of like a theory beyond behind just doing wild things, you know, just procuring what Gaia has. Oh, I feel it because I'm mm. like, I... Look, I've cut a lot of processed food out of my diet, but yeah. these goddamn cheese doodles, they get me every time. <laughs> I mean, like the vegan cheese doodles. Yo. They hit on all that those flavor centers. And you got to live, you know, you got to have something. Right. Do you think that the mushrooms are so smart that they cut cats off from those cheese doodles this morning? Maybe. 
because we went on a big, we went, Mare and I very reluctantly were like, we have to leave the house to get food for breakfast. Yeah, it happens and some of those mornings. We, we made all the stops and then uh, we had We did bring a lot doodles. of money. We didn't have enough money for we, cheese we, br- we bought 20 bucks and we had it. And That's then what happens when you rely on me to carry afford. the money all the time. You leave without me and it's like... Look, what I'm saying is the one thing we couldn't afford and now it's not here and you're saying you don't want them anyway. And, you know, I'm kind of like, maybe the mushroom did that. Yeah, working with the mushroom is definitely more than just the actual psychedelic experience. You know, I think it stays before. I think it's after. I think she stays with you. I always tell people when they're looking for her that she'll come into their life, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm looking she, for you. I need more. And that is, like, I think part of the heaviest when you do heavier doses and you're sort of, like, becoming more and more into this consciousness. It's so expansive, but it is its own thing. And I think that process of really becoming something and letting something in is like you know can be kind of anxiety provoking because you're having to like angle all of your truths to its truths and check them out and um put things together that weren't together in your brain before that maybe you didn't want to come together Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know what i mean Mm -hmm. that's how it's felt like the past month for me i feel like i've had a bunch of mania and downloads and um being uploaded to things that are kind of hard to swallow but i guess what do you put what, what do you classify as mania as opposed to like i don't know being in a flow and like you know what's the difference yeah i probably shouldn't use the word mania um (laughs) but i think she's a maniac maniac (laughs) on the floor (laughs) that's that's what i picture when i picture me shoulder dancing (laughs) yeah it's just a really really fast speed um that i get on for like a week or a few days or something um where it seems like i don't need to eat or sleep and i'm just like just questions are being answered at every moment you know to the point that i you know when you're on acid it feels like i have to like hold on to something i'm just listening and it'll happen for days on end and i really like i'm not hungry at all i don't need to sleep wow and thank God for weed, you know, weed will come in and so I do eat food and I do go to sleep and stuff. Well, but, weed um, helps you just like yeah, ground like if it I, down. If I wasn't interacting with other intelligences like that, like, yeah, I would just be wired and I would ride that. That's fine. And I think that's definitely important to normalize too. Like we just go through periods where you have more energy and less energy and mm-hmm. more extroverted, more introverted and you just got to let it flow and follow it and trust it too. Yeah. It's in, in our society, it's like anything that uh, isn't like pure productivity right. building you know th- your castle of life like yeah. is is looked at as like frivolous like what are you doing what right. are you what are you doing and it's just like i think part of this podcast is giving people permission to accept all the ebbs and flows that life throws at you and yeah even unless even like circumstantially but even just emotionally and energetically mm-hmm. you know like things are going to change and whatever was working for you for a certain period of time, you know, maybe your energy changes and maybe you have different opinions on it. And I think letting those things change is obviously really hard for people in our society because we so value these like Saturnian, do the same thing, work for the same company, consistency, um, you know, kind of over everything and irregularities in our mood. We've demonized to the point that you think you have to, you know, put chemicals in your body every day to regulate it. You know, we call it things like depression and anxiety. And it's like really just the human experience is not sunshine and rainbows and it's not heaven. You know, you didn't incarnate into a limited body to feel like you were in heaven all the time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, it is these emotions of social anxiety and worrying about what people are going to think about you and being depressed about your life because you're not doing what you are supposed to be doing because your whole life you've been listening to other people and you've been catering to them. And, you know, mm. it's these... Yeah, I think, uh, and not taking it too seriously, at least for me, 
is the only way that I can, you know, keep it happy and funny. You're fucking stealing my fucking words before we even got on here. I was like, the theme of this should be how to not take things too seriously. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I'm not always so good at it, but um, it is the thing that I feel like tethers me to any decency of mood (laughs) in a consistent way. I feel like the mushrooms overall in my life have have shown me how to do that and, and not in the way of just like, just have fun, you know, like, but, but more like there are things in life to take seriously. Yeah. Um, for sure. You're taking all the wrong things too seriously. (laughs) And the things that are very serious, like what you put into your body and your relationships, you aren't paying attention to it. You're not tending to this important, critical part of the garden. Absolutely. And everything else, you know, rotten fruit, all that kind of shit. Absolutely. Quickly become like that. So to me, like, and I'd love for you to talk about the masculine and feminine and how men receive mushrooms different because oh, yeah. you hear me and a lot of my friends, you know, mushrooms come up more all like, Whoa. Oh, it's so funny <laughs> that it always puts boys on their feet. And it, I mean, the consistent thing that they tell me is that it always sits, you know, lays you guys down. It's like, you know, all right, yeah. face the altar and take your medicine right now, <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> exactly. That's where I got that from. Exactly. The mushroom told me, face the altar and take your medicine. Oh man, that's epic. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think that um, she's obviously like a feminine consciousness and uh, I think men have a hard time listening even more than women in our society to the feminine energy and to being receptive and to taking down time. And so there can be like a backlog of it, Mm. you know, where you haven't been listening, where your body wants to rest and you sort of come into this feminine consciousness and it's just like, all right, now I have to do this, you know. That's how it felt when I first took them. 32 years old, there was like a backlog. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and it just was like the dam broke. Totally. And like I could give myself permission to be like so sweet. Yeah. You know, it was like yeah. something maybe I like was always like eh, about yeah. like more like sculpting this very sharp personality that was like, you yeah. know, like for a little bit difficult to deal with totally. in a way. Di- very difficult to read and yeah. and, and uh, get to. It was yeah. protective. Yeah. But if I was going to continue like that and continue making movies my art would be bullshit. Like you would know it was coming from a bullshit person. Cause like, yeah. we know, yeah. we know. So it's yeah. like the mushroom came along and found me. We were calling it in. Yeah. We, 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 we called it in six months before we did it. Yeah. We said we would do this. We don't even know what it is. We had never yeah. heard anything about it and, yeah. uh, got some mushrooms. And I remember the, the woman who gave them to us was like, um, these are very serious. I wouldn't even normally sell these to people. Like she really impressed us with that. Like, this isn't about money. You'll yeah. see. And she made us watch uh, Graham Hancock's War on Consciousness right, yeah, before yeah, we yeah. took him. Awesome. That, like, what a dealer. It's not even a, a dealer. dealer. That's not a dealer. Especially for you guys. Well, especially, yeah. Like, I've never seen that person again. I don't even yeah. remember who she was Very or how we got that connection. Amazing. She just came, came in here, that. turned us on to the portal of all portals. Yeah. Graham Hancock opened us up to uh, Duncan Trussell. Yeah. Duncan Trussell opened us up to a whole world of things, yeah. Ramdas, all this yeah. stuff, you know. And I, you know, I blame the mushroom for all that. Yeah. Definitely just quintessential. We were the perfect subjects for her. Totally. Like, oh, I can actually come in and drastically change these people's lives, yeah. but the the actual the the our apartment didn't change. Nothing. The optics don't change. The optics don't change. But that my much. inner experience is so much more positive. Like I feel so much more <sighs> connected aligned yeah like well empowered in in my existence like i did five grams and after that i was like i can do st- like i 
I can the stuff that was scary to me became less scary to me. Like it, mm. the other things became more scary to me. Yeah. But the things that I was scared about, not so scary anymore. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think that's yeah the fact that psychedelics bring you home to yourself first of all and sort of intuits or infers a self, which is cool. Um, but it's something that I think people have a lot of fear around with psychedelics. And the thing, even with ayahuasca that I was nervous before with doing it, it's mm. there's this inference that psychedelics bring chaos into the mix. And to a certain extent, because the barriers between you and other things are broken down, that's true. But it's not random and that um, the truths that you come to or whatever you're finding is just yourself, you yeah. know, right? It is mm -hmm. this mirror. And I think people think especially if you look at our lives, like, oh, I'm going to take psychedelics and I'm going to, like, turn into a fucking Sean Cass and Mary. It's <laughs> <laughs> like be crazy situation. <laughs> and yeah, it's like, no, it'll lo make you love your wife more and love yeah. your kids more and love the things that you already love more. You know, it's going to deepen your love for things and your understanding. And maybe it's going to, you know, have you come to, uh, I want to do some different things as well. But it's, um, yeah, there is a bringing home. Yeah. about working with these medicines right and, and we're, we're we're scared of it, it we're, and, we're scared, right. and, and we're it's scared okay like it. um, i'm saying I, i'm speaking for myself right. and probably a lot of people hearing this it's like we're, we're scared because we're so trained to be averse to uh that change like you know we go to school and we're we figure out who we are through good grades and i did good in this class and that and it's right, filtering me towards this profession and you, you're figuring out who you are through this like narrowing of things yeah. this narrowing down of things and then this brings this like blossoming energy that's that's very scary for someone who's 32 years old and i had everything figured out yeah thought so yeah <laughs> now i know i don't know shit yeah. it's great it's yeah. such, such a fucking better perspective right. for someone like me right for sure oh yeah the aim when the aim goes from having everything to having to be nothing is like kind of like a really dramatic shift culturally yeah uh, to like think oh i need this house and i need this thing and i need this and i need that and it's like it doesn't make you not want those things still but when you realize like oh the spiritual aim is to be okay with whatever mm -hmm. is happening it kind of just can maybe make you a little less ambitious and maybe in the traditional ways and so that in maybe the they can ways. be uh like inherently alarming to see someone go through a psychedelic awakening where all of a sudden, like, maybe they don't care about that promotion anymore. Maybe they're talking about <laughs> following their dream as an artist or whatever. And you just kind of can get to this place where you're like, wait, maybe not everyone's supposed to do this. Maybe us all doing mushrooms is bad. And I'm like, man, if we all slowed down and tried to be artists, maybe that'd be a good thing. Oh. Well, I also disagree. Like, there are a lot of engineers and a lot of scientists and a lot of non-artists that take a ton of psychedelics, you know. But isn't uh, that still art? Isn't it just still an artistic, creative form? Every, everything is an art mm. for sure. So yeah. that's kind of just how I feel about it. I feel like, um, yeah, it like wants to support the creative within you. Mm -hmm. uh, absolutely. Outside, thinking outside the box and stuff like that. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, if, if we embrace this as a country, the culture, and, and we are, we're, we're doing it. Yep. It's going to be fully legal, all psychedelics yeah. in California. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah. it's fully decriminalized in yeah. a lot of places and we're going to do more of that. And it's a huge threat to the powers that be because trust me, once everyone's on this shit, we're going to say, why do we have a military? You know, why, why do we have a police force? Like, like, let's question those things. Like who have we demonized and why do we need a demon? Right. Why does this country constantly need a scapegoat right. and a demon to prevent us from looking at ourselves? Because if you whittled this country down to one person, it would be this fat, angry, armed, 
fucking out of control fucking human being and we, we've all come across those people and they're fucking scary that's what this country is like that's like that's the, the view to the rest of the world is like we're scary we're, we're fucking jacked up on narcissism and american exceptionalism and we have a gun to the rest of the world's head and right. once uh, once the mushrooms enter the mix in this country in a in a real way once people we really could lead once again we could <laughs> fuck yeah leading. we would say we don't need countries we don't need borders like this goes so far this right. can go so far beyond little things like police and right. military and, right. and imperialism this right. like goes into dissolving of borders right yeah and like obviously psychedelics have also been used especially by um you know the technocratic um yeah patriarchy that's about to come uh for productivity mm. right like i think people also have this idea that like you can be less goal oriented or less ambitious to psychedelics um and again like if that's your truth maybe that's what you're coming home to but the other thing that psychedelics do that is so beautiful and helps you um manifest in a more directive assertive way and conscious way is that it aligns you because it's showing you these um uh you know, these differing opinions in you or these things that you're doing that are c opposing each other and therefore causing this tension that's causing you to not move with um, as much force as you want to move towards whatever you're trying to move towards, right? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think definitely it's like not necessarily less ambitious. It's like a shift in ambitions. Totally. You know, completely. wanting to like totally. completely shift in that. Totally. I, fe I feel like... My ambition didn't go away. It was just shifted towards um, community and understanding like I'm, I'm a cell in a, in a, a macro organism yeah. that is humanity and like right. how can I... I, what can I do to be more of a healthy? All right. Mushrooms also, um, they like, I think acid's like a little different because like acid could make really get me to a place of like just contentment or just every moment is so interesting. Mm. Mushrooms are like, bring up stuff like you say like the the wisdom that just like the downloads you're like right. fuck okay <laughs> and that's why like sean and i would do our like important business meetings on like a heavy dose is like yeah. on a come down because you're like all right this is when you feel like a clarity yeah and a truth and right. a tapped into a, a a deeper larger wisdom right and uh yeah she definitely it's, it's like she wants us to work but like work positively absolutely absolutely uh and that's where it's like i i my only way I've been able to get like a little zen about the excessive consumption of plastic on this planet is that I hope that there's a, I know that there's monster mushrooms that need to feast on this and are going to yeah. love I mean, all this. I don't understand <laughs> why we can't just burn it for energy. I still don't understand the energy thing. Like we should be hooking up all soul cycles, like hamster wheels. So that people are like making energy when they're on their fucking soul cycles. <laughs> I just feel like there's so many ways we're expending energy out here. Well, but again, it's a, it's a threat to the way we currently do things because if we kind of got more in that collective mindset, but so many, it, it's it just it hurts business, you know. And like when 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 there's profit motive, it corrupts, it corrupts anything it touches. You yeah. know, to, there's profit motive in our power grid, motherfucker. There's profit motive in our fucking healthcare system. There's profit motive in our education system. So it's all like right. spoiled. Right. It's also spoiled. It, it needs to be reset and coming from a whole different angle. And like, honestly, mushrooms, acid, DMT, ayahuasca, toad, all this stuff like really helps you see that. Yeah. Yeah. It really, it, yeah. It helps you see the forest through the trees. Yeah. That's a good way to put it. Maybe there is like a balance of like working together collectively to mm -hmm. like be a more sustainable individual so it's like okay 
we're not going to get on my soul cycle for the grid, but I can power my own house with my soul cycle. And therefore I will have a direct payback to the effort I produce. Yeah, but that's a good idea. That's true. People also just love competitions and virtue signaling. So if you could be like, I racked up this much energy for mm-hmm. the collective this week, you know that would motivate people. Well, you could donate it. Yeah, I think in, yeah. the, in this yeah. social economy. Totally. <laughs> I mean, that's how it's going to be for they gotta a while. they got to be able to post about it. Yeah. We, we have to work with um, the, the, the current global mindset. <laughs> yeah. it's. I mean, it's cool at least that the virtues in the next generation are good. Yeah. yeah. Very much. Like, like, I don't care if it's some of its surface. It's like it's going towards the right stuff. All the kids we meet yeah. that are, that are oh, like not, even that way younger than you. It makes me not worried. It makes me not worried about anything. No. Like you guys got it. Yeah. 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 You guys got this you thing. You guys got this. This, this thing, it's self-correcting. Yeah. Believe it or not. But isn't yeah. that what every generation does is they just like at some point are like, eh, the kids will take care of it. And meanwhile, they just continue to create a situation that is harder and harder for the kids because we're not all taking a lot of ownership over like where we're at. Mm. Yeah. Like we're passing the buck. Uh-huh. Yeah. Fuck that. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm 40. Come on. Yeah. I'm halfway through this thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Someone else take the reins here. <laughs> no, it's crazy because you, you want to like, uh, you think like, oh, living in nature is like the most sustainable or that's the healthiest thing. Like think about how much space you take up when you have like a house and then have to drive everywhere and everything. It's like, and that's where I've just come to be like, I don't know the fucking answers, but oh, we yeah. should be looking for them. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, diversity i think people should have the freedom to be able to do either obviously whatever works for them you know mm-hmm. um yeah it'll be i mean as i said i just think it'll be interesting with the younger generation having more of those values and not um romanticizing cities maybe as much as the previous generation mm-hmm. did mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and see what that does because i Again, I, it's like, I don't think we realize how much the younger generation enjoys not being around each other. Like, we've had such a hard time not going to concerts and stuff. And I think about the, I don't know a ton of younger people, but, like, I don't, a lot of the younger people I know, like, were not going out before. Yeah, you know, they right. grew up on the internet. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Yeah. Lots of interesting yeah it's, what it, the fates it, are weaving it, it's like you know they're they're still craving the connection obviously. they're definitely craving the connection and, and they're binging they don't on it. get as much of it yeah they're not touching each other as much mm. yeah you need like x amount of hours of connection yeah on instagram that equals like one hug and it's like just go have the hug <laughs> yeah. right yeah because i like if some of the fates that have been whispering are right and pandemics don't let up and more and more kids are going to be homeschooled and you know it's just going to be really fascinating oh yeah i mean look uh, uh, we just got and this isn't me trying to be negative this is just pointing out the obvious if you haven't noticed that, that how they treated us through the pandemic they let us die they let us uh go hungry they let us get evicted they didn't there, no support whatsoever bootstraps bullshit and um I feel like that's going to be a reflection of how things are going to be when these storms keep coming and the wildfires keep coming and the volcanoes start exploding. If yeah. we keep up with this system, look, we just got a real taste of, of what they're willing to do to us and how uh, we can be sacrificed in mass to, to keep the status quo going. Nothing changed. Yeah. Nothing changed. We just had a year and a half to fucking 
get on the same page and say fuck you to this thing that we're doing and now people are slowly being dragged back to the office kicking and screaming and they're just gonna go there's a general strike planned for october look into it (laughs) yeah yeah well speaking of change and security churches yeah we're thinking about one churches are going to be really important Uh, for this future that we're talking about yeah yeah different than the churches we grew up in much different than the churches we did you grow up going to church did you ever get dragged to church no you didn't Mm -hmm. it was like never a thing really i maybe went twice or something wow it's kind of like Cass. We're like in the dark ages of churches right I now. I was in Lo- yeah, I was in London. You were in London, so it wasn't a big church thing, or just you weren't part of that. Well, just yeah, London's been so non-religious for so long. Yeah. As someone who didn't grow up in churches, I like see the value of them, and I'm kind of like upset. Like I didn't want to go, and I'm glad oh. I didn't go. But I just am like, wow, there's just like this beautiful organic community that comes together. And every time I go to a church and I'm sitting in a ser- service or sermon or whatever, I'm fucking weeping. Like it yeah. hits me so hard, but I guess you kind of have to, it should be a consensual experience church. Um, I yeah. think to be most effective. It, it <laughs> you. I mean, I remember being a kid and being in church and like being fucking blown away by everything in the place like like i remember just sitting there like just trying to kill time like counting how many people are in the choir counting the tiles on the thing you know i like just paying attention yeah. to every little detail and i'm like this feels like it has all the elements of something that's like magical but it never hit and people would would leave there you know slightly more feeling a little bit more connected but that's just because they all got together it wasn't anything that the priest said or anything because you could see you'd look around and just like me when I was a nine-year-old kid, no one's paying attention. This isn't hitting anyone in the heart. This isn't anything like that. I'm, I went to white church, so, I, you know, this yeah. is a little bit different. But I saw the value in it. Well, and you also went to a – did you go to a Catholic I, church? <clears throat> mm-hmm. But it's all about shame and stuff. And I had a very different experience in churches than you guys did. They always really freaked me out. Like, goosebumps as soon as I walked in. Felt like my soul was on fire shit. Freaked mm. me out. Freaked me. Oh, you felt like you were going the to hell? Fuck out. I, every time I step into a church, it freaks me out. I just think the energy, it's the, like, to me, it just brings me right to that tower card in the tarot where it's oh, like, right. oh, you really built this thing thinking you're closer to something. And, like, such an extravagant show of, like, physical wealth display and um, patriarchal and, uh, y- you know, monotheistic oppression and, mm-hmm. like, demon versus angels. And, yeah, every time I step in there, like, I feel nauseous. And it's th- and that's why it's so funny that, like, my entire life is around spirituality because uh, that's, like, yeah. I really had to get over it. Yeah. I really had to get over religion to get to spirituality, uh-huh. you know? Same. I mean, I remember being in religious education class, and I was a straight-A student in school, um, and that was the class that I purposely failed, you know. I remember they uh, asked us to do, like, the Ten Commandments, and I said, like, the most offensive shit you could possibly say, you know. <laughs> this is the same teacher that I would, like, ruin her skirt with ink in oh, my okay. class, like, so bad. But, yeah, I had a real problem with churches right off the bat. I mean, real problem with all authorities, I think, of larger scale. Um, and so it's so funny that now I'm like, I guess I'm going to, st- yeah, I should probably start a church, <laughs> but that it's like, yeah, we need, we need ones where there's spaciousness, you know, for thought and consciousness for mm-hmm. people to come in and 
feel however they want to feel about whatever, but for us to supply things like sacraments, which to me are the, you know, a lot of the important part of churches and Mm -hmm. such and such and yada yada. And obviously the choir and the music part, because those are the only really beautiful moments I've had in churches is going to see the boys choir in London. Oh, yeah. 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 Yeah, absolutely. The the church that um my family still goes to and I go with them every now and then. Um there's a there's a rehabilitation facility there and um all the men that are in the rehab come and sing at the mass and they all wear white robes and everything and they come in and like you can see like oh wow, that guy's been sober for like 5 days or that guy's been sober for like 2 months and like Yeah. They start singing and uh you know, it might not be the most like perfect, <laughs> harmonious, whatever, but uh, try not crying when these men the, who were yeah. broken down maybe a week before are yeah. there and, and they're singing devotional songs. It's yeah, it's a beautiful thing. S- singing is definitely going to be a big part of our church. We're going to have a church choir. Yep. Um, yeah. My grandmother, who was an opera singer, was in the church choir here. She was one of the first women, I think, in the was it Hansel? I can't remember what German composer. Um Anyways, and my other grandmother, that's probably the only question she ever asked me. Hmm. You join a choice crier yet? <laughs> Mary uh, Margaret? So hopefully I can finally uh, say yes to her. Yeah, that's what her name is, too. Her name's oh. Mary Margaret? Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, so, yeah, and I, yeah, I, yeah, the audience should sing. I always say, like, I don't think everybody needs to play an instrument, but everybody needs to sing. So um, that is, if you're not spiritual, just sing. You'll get it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you'll eventually get it. Really bring spirit in. Um, so yeah, excited about that, and obviously there's like just so much to explore about how to do that and feel um, right about it. And, yeah. You know, because we want a nice space, but at the same time, it's like, yeah, I don't want too nice of a space, and um, I want it to be accessible, and I feel like, yeah, I was kind of set on doing it in the city, but nature does hold you so much nicer, and she does so much of a better job imagining an architecting space than we could ever do Yeah. in the way that it holds you and reflects on you, and it would have so to really fall in our lap to do it in New York City. It would have to really fall in our lap to do it in New York City. Um, which we're putting out there. Yeah, which we're definitely putting <laughs> out there. We'd also like it to fall in our lap, like, outside of the city if it did, too. You know? Yeah. Woodstock or something. Uh, absolutely. Uh, the, yeah, the Hudson Valley. The somewhere. Hudson Valley, yeah. Um, being surrounded by the intelligence of trees and mm-hmm. other stuff, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and it also just feels like I'm at this time where we have a lot of people that are excited about the same thing, that are willing to do you know, work, whatever the hell. That's hard to, that's hard to come by. It is hard to come by. In my life, it's, I've never come by it until now to the point where I'm a little suspicious of all the people, everybody being like, Hey, good fucking call. Let's do that. Yeah. That's the thing. It's like, it's, Things are, I told this to Gail yesterday, it's like things are becoming a little too obvious. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's being yeah. laid out a little too clean. Yeah, come on. <laughs> Where, I, you know, I've been like trying to turn my head and not look at it and ignore. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's really knocking on the door right now. Well, I mean, but that's what happens when I feel like uh, you're really listening. You know, yeah. And that's what uh, living yeah. a psychedelic lifestyle does for you. Yeah. It's like you're listening and it's like things become so obvious. <laughs> It's not this fucking struggle. <laughs> it's, you know, it, like it barely feels like decisions even need to be made. They're almost made for you. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. Just, it's just like, it's funny. It's my thing. parents. It's my mom's worst fear. So I'll try to start some sort of church or something. It's oh, been like perfect. a long, perfect. long worst fear for her. Yeah. But I guess you just create the. Well, I mean, I think that the first thing you got to say and everyone needs to understand is like, it's not about us. It's a weed all. church. It's a weed church. Yeah. It's We're a, worshiping plants. Yeah. And Gaia and things bigger than us for yeah, sure. Yeah. 
and, and we're learning to listen to them and uh, learning to listen to them for the space that they want provided for them yeah. and the songs that yeah. they want to hear. Yeah. And it's a place for you to worship you. Yeah. It's the church of you. Yeah, for you sure. Know? For sure. The <laughs> We're going to have a you. bong altar, obviously. Oh, man. Among other things. The bong altar the bong is going to be fucking sweet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, the confessional booth. I still can't decide how we're going to make that super fun, but it'll be fun. Yeah. There's going to be, a like I picture, a big grand piano in there. Oh, yeah. we got to have an organ pipe mm-hmm. that's made of bongs. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Have you yeah. ever seen that church that's made of all uh, human skulls? Oh, yeah. Holy, Holy shit. Fuck. So metal. Yeah, that's that some, shit's metal. That's some heavy that's Krishna fuck. shit. That's heavy Krishna <laughs> shit. Well, it feels like what we would be doing anyway, like what we do is like we invest in our space yep. to make it conducive to being comfortable for people Absolutely. and having gatherings and hosting feasts and stuff like that. So it's just like the idea that we could expand that out and more people could benefit from it and be part of making it what it is feels really cool and it also like having some space that you can like i don't know the reason we haven't wanted to get a house you know is because we're like yo we're such nesters like we would give everything to this fucking house and it doesn't for for a couple fools like us it doesn't feel like worthy of that much creative attention and potential right Right? it it feels so self-centered you know, yeah, it's uh, like who could care? Okay, like we're gonna make the perfect bedroom. Who gives a fuck? Like fuck the perfect bedroom. Like I want to like devote to like the perfect space that n- more than just me would be benefiting from. You know? Yeah, I was just talking to my dad about that. Um, that it's like I don't, I can't really get motivated for myself. No, you know? it's so sad to say, but like yeah. I won't do anything for myself. But as long as you put other people on the end of it, like I'll go to the end of the earth. You, you know can at I mean? least cook for other people. I can't even cook for myself. I mean, you can at least cook for just yourself. I can't even just cook for myself. I'm like, fucking, who cares? Uh, yeah, but most of the time, it's I'm just like shoving fistfuls of spinach like Popeye into my face from the refrigerator. You know, and it's the same thing with my house too. I think people are surprised like how barren my house has always been because um, I've always been an artist, you know, and like clearly yeah. very creative. But it's like I just like I, that's the thing. I'm I'm such a crazy perfectionist and like the amount of focus i can put into stuff it's like i knew i had to cut myself up at like nothing yeah. like it doesn't matter man cut Go yourself to, up like, at nothing <laughs> like have a fucking toothbrush have a bed you're good you don't need forks <laughs> don't or need plates forks, or towels or like literally you open the cabinets in your kitchen and it's like oh just nothing in here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the first time i went over your place i'm like man did you get robbed or anything very recently <laughs> And I've also been a gypsy, so it's like yeah. it's made my life easier. I got my first couch when I was here. I obviously yeah. like you know, I love that the night before we did Valentine's at your apartment, you were like, I just got a bed frame this morning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've been sleep putting my bed on the floor ever since I've been living alone. Well when Cass was saying the same thing, she was like, If if you weren't in my life, you don't even know what my days would be like. They yeah. would not be noteworthy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, that's why I like that's why I'm like first order of business. Find someone you give a fuck enough about to show up for. Because yeah. it, it not necessarily is always going to be yourself. And that's that's the other thing. Great thing about churches is you might be able to meet and meet the love because if you yeah, kind of have similar sure. priorities totally. about you know prioritizing music and creativity and sacrament and all this stuff, you know. Yeah. Those are some powerful values 
that are important in, in your next mate. So if I could, I don't want to be a matchmaker, but if I could facilitate the spaces that allow people to fall with in love resonance. with themselves and yeah. each other would be really yeah. fucking cool. Absolutely. That's, that's a, a goal. I don't, I don't even think we need to be, way to put it. that's gotta be in the Bible. If, I don't even think we should be self-conscious about that. That should be like, yo, this is, yeah. this is a place you come to meet love. Yeah. Yeah. Find love sure. because we fall in love with people all the time. Like not yeah. like it's like, it's, it's the act of what we do. We right. like, fall in love with all of our friends right. you know and like we try to take again. it there right. not in a sexual way like love how you love someone is actually like you can love them a lot more if you don't care about what's going on in, in their pants you know yeah mm, that's good that, i mean that you know, uh y'all had a little birthday party for me that was like the most special like not even hard to top i think that'd be impossible to top like you can't even i can't even to me like that was the most perfect vibe we could possibly have cultivated and and put out there and like look a lot of people that i know from my past life don't know about this stuff this is like this sounds like a foreign language to them and they all came together and it wasn't about drinking for once it wasn't about any of that stuff everyone yeah. took the sacrament faced the altar and took their medicine yeah it was it was fucking incredible the vibe was so high and it deepened all of our relationships with ourselves and each other yeah. in one night you know yeah. in one night of getting together sharing music and just sharing good vibes smoking weed together yeah and i like it's so true and mdma is like so powerful in that way and just like a few hours how much it opens your heart and it really does keep it open you know with relationships and i think sometimes um especially with the love for yourself, it can be hard with the week after, right? Yeah. And I don't want to say that and start that narrative for people because it can also be easy and not hard at all, depending mm -hmm. on how your life is and how you are and stuff. Um, but I also think like, oh, if we had a church and there was just a place where people could go, even if I wasn't there, you know, mm -hmm. that would like make me feel great as well. Oh, no. yeah. <laughs> oh, that's the best. Yeah. Because that's the hard thing about like wanting a restaurant or something. So you yeah. have to fucking we, be on that shit all the time. Right. We left our church which this apartment has become our church and you and Joey held the reins yeah. and it was awesome. Yeah. I was like, yo, there's fucking ceremony going down at our place right now. And we're not even there. Like yeah. that is the shit, man. Yeah. No, it was really sure. fun. And then you could have like residencies of yes. like, Oh, like whoever's holding down the flame this week. Like if you Devin really resonate wizard. with them, totally. like you know, this is your week to go to the church. Yeah, you know? Devin's uh, doing a residency for two weeks. Totally. If you want to come do wizard exactly. shit, uh, you know, Alexa's doing witch shit exactly. here for a couple weeks. And then we'll have musician residencies. So if you want to work with certain people too, you know, mm -hmm. can come down and yeah. Finish yeah. your album, start your album. Yeah. You know, Just, meet your bandmates. You know, you're going to be doing the sermons every day or whatever. Mm -hmm. You guys can play whatever. Yeah. 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 That's the scripture. It's, it's like all this music that Absolutely, like, yeah. I just want to be around it. Like it's so self-serving. Like I just yep. want to be around like at your 40th. The most magical part about it is like you had three friends who are both all like talented at the guitar and singing and music. They all came together and put together some songs they thought you would like. And they fucking it was like a fucking full on serenade. I don't even know if they meant it to be like that, but it yeah. was fucking epic, man. Yeah. And just to be able to be create a space where it, like different people are doing different things together and just wanting to create a strong vibe of uh musical beauty i was so self-conscious like do i not have enough games like we set up nintendo in the other room which was really fun um mario kart and stuff but when there's uh when there's no like playing cards or whatever like 
picking up an instrument is kind of ends up being the name of the game. And oh, like, it saved my life. I'm I was fucking flying because like we had spent the day taking acid. In yeah, there. I fucked him up a little bit. Oh, mare bear. But that being said, Sean, I w- you guys, it's it's. Your, I'm yeah. fine. You know, yeah. sometimes you just need to remind me that. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. I, I, fr- I just forget. I've given you too much drugs, but you're totally fine. I no, I gave him no, nothing. Barely anything. Like, Both of, really. like yesterday, I gave you nothing, and no. the other time I gave you Yo, nothing. Yo, I knew he was going to have a come because oh every God. drug he had a little bit of one. Like, yeah. you know. You should have seen the look I gave Wes yesterday after he pops, he handed you a pill and you popped it in your mouth. I was like, what the fuck are you doing? And then he's like, it's just THC. I was like, okay, thank you. Like, I'm like, these are my people. You don't just fucking drug my people. You we know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We didn't take it, by the way. But no, I mean, THC is one thing. Yeah. Um, I mean, but it, it is. But it's also kind of a lot more serious the, than uh, this other it's stuff. It's the craziest thing. It's the craziest thing. If you, if you know, if, if you eat a bunch of weed, like, that's what he was offering us. Like, the fucking shit could go off the rails pretty quick. Well, you're just like gonzo. <laughs> yeah, totally gone. <laughs> totally gone but th- th- uh. that party was uh a small example of what we could be doing every day uh, yeah definitely yeah the gathering aspect of it will be huge the spatial aspect of it will be huge mm-hmm. yeah because if you like devote to like a moment and a vibe and not a person yep yes. you know it's yes. like so it, not it, centric to like okay what does that preacher have to say because then you're worried about yeah. what the preacher's doing in his off time who gives a fuck there's no yeah. preacher yeah and i guess you could argue that the moment is a philosophy but i would argue that it's like it's also not even a theory or philosophy it really is a worshiping of the moment mm-hmm. oh yeah and love from how whatever that means to you right? oh yeah yeah Always what does that mean the to most you? ambiguous bible that i could possibly write you know <laughs> <laughs> it's beautiful it's beautiful if you want to hear mayor reading our bible check out episode 111 of church of chill on patreon.com slash church of chill yeah i'm uh yeah, I had hoarse voice in that. It's so appropriate. It's so appropriate, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's how the, sca- the sacred scrolls need to be read in slight hoarse voice. You know? That was so funny. Chud so. voice. I want there to be a lot of stained glass. <laughs> yeah, of course. A lot mm-hmm. of candles. Mm-hmm. Of course. Well, a lot it's just, of fluffy it, things. It's filled with, with the art of the congregation. It's yeah, like, l- let's let's decorate the realm together. Yeah. You know, let, let's make this a place that, like, the next generation could take over and the generation after that. And just, yeah. you know, it's uh, like there's Christ consciousness, but then there's chill consciousness. Totally. You know, it's kind of the same thing, but like yeah. when you really tap into your inner chill, yeah, uh, th- there's no better way to worship the moment. Yeah. It's like we're taking no. your weed dealer's ha- apartment and like making it a larger space that you can play in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Your coolest weed dealer you've ever You're had. You're the coolest weed dealer. The most Cass time. has been lucky with her weed dealers. I think <laughs> that probably says that more about uh, yeah, than definitely. anything else about that statement. She's been very protected. <laughs> <laughs> She's lived a very charmed existence. <laughs> well, pretty early on, Cute. we became our own dealer, so yeah. I think mm-hmm. that worked out. Yeah. You know, I, and I think part of this, like, because uh, we've been together a while now. Like, we've been doing this dance since November and like this fe- really feels like all of a sudden it just clicked into like yo this is why we're together well, this I is what we gotta do mayor told her parents this is what i was just about to say mayor told her parents about us and like that was trippy that was a fucking trippy day yeah yeah like yeah. you hadn't seen or talked to your brother and god knows how long years you had lunch with him and yeah. then called your parents up i had his number blocked until I had lunch with him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
You're like, I'm trying to organize I'm, lunch with him, but it's confusing because I only have his email. I'm like, just, I didn't say this. I was I'm like, you, I'll block his number for a day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it had been years, but it was so good. He's in such a good place. Um, and yeah, I talked to both of my parents. So. It was, I mean, obviously that meeting did something for your spirit where you got on the phone with your parents because that meeting with your brother could have gone in the other direction, I suppose. Yeah. If you were in a different headspace, yeah. you know, where you're more alienated from your family. Right. If you asked me, I'd be like, don't tell him. That's what was so <laughs> surprising like, and bold about it because, you know, yeah, it's like, we don't want you to fucking, we don't want you to get in trouble. We don't want anyone fucking laying any more of a trip on you than, like, you know, it'll already. I'm like, take Sean home and then next time you'll take me home yeah, and, like, it'll be fine. Uh, we'll just trade it. You'll just be like, this is my part. Like, it'll get to me both of us, just they don't think it's at the same time. They took their medicine though, right? Yeah, and I guess... I have never really been that concerned about being who they want me to be. And I'm part of my art form that has always been in my awareness is that like, I do need to exist blatantly rebellious in the way that I am to people because it makes them question things, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think, um, I've always felt that and I get excited about it. Like I, Love splattering brains on the walls, you know. Well, what's good, what you said was good about your parents is like they're not going to worry about you. Like they know that you're in control of your. Like they're not going to mm. be like, "What are you wrapped up in a cult?" Like they're so beyond that with knowing you. Yeah, they know. Yeah, they know who I am enough to know that I'm not. Um, yeah, I'm not getting swept up by somebody or yeah. wrapped up in or things. Or are you? You know, or am I? <laughs> <laughs> but why not? Um, yeah, and I've like I've broken them down so much, and like I'm sure it'll take time for them to like ingest the medicine and yeah. like not have it have tension and such or um y you know whatever they need to deal with but i do think it's important like i think it's important for them to know the way that i exist um yeah it's oh, a no. i'd like to introduce you to the to the people i'm dating <laughs> <laughs> the people yeah 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 so bold just for that alone well and it's like i don't know if you want to love me you should like i don't know I can't, I also can't lie. Like I can't lie. I'm not a liar. And they yeah. just like asked me enough about stuff and I hadn't told them for this whole time. So yeah, not that I talked to them a lot, but I think it yeah. begins to repair your relationship with them. And if there, yeah. if there's one thing that is tangibly different about you from when we met you, it's that, yeah. it's just like, yeah, the, the reflection of, of your parents and your relationship with them. And yeah, I've been, there. we've been there. Yeah. We've been there. I told you that it might sound like, Oh, we're, we're I'm not belittling your deal at all but like i've been there i've been there with my dad she's been there with her dad you know um my life's better when it's not like that so i would assume that would be the case for you yeah you know you just feel like when when you when you can and this isn't the case for everyone they're not gonna be able to do this but it's worth doing if you can if you can repair your relationship with your parents you're gonna feel a little bit more held by this universe right so yeah. a lot of times it's hard because they do fucked up things when we're so innocent and young and vulnerable. And, uh, you know, it's like you want to hold them accountable. Then you start getting to be their age when they had you. And you're like, no one's really an adult. You know, no one really knows what's going on. And, like, yeah. the best thing I could do for my parents even still is just say to myself, they did their best. Like, they really did their best. They gave me life. Like, thank God I'm, I'm loving my life. I, I love it. I love it. Um, the fucked up shit. They did their best. They did their best. They were they were honest with me at least in terms of and probably similar to your parents is like they didn't hide the well, my dad didn't hide his drug abuse. 
He didn't hide the yeah. dysfunction. It was right there on the surface. It was like yeah. not something in the shadows of our family. When my dad got in trouble, it was on the front page of the newspaper. Yeah. It was it, it needed to be dealt with. It it had to it forced my hand yeah. as a human. I um, mean, yeah. I wish that Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think my mom lied to me about sending me away. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of lying. And I think, like, sending me away in theory is kind of that, right? It's like hiding. It's not dealing with it. It's refusing to deal with it. It's also it's refusing why you to talk lie. to me. It's refusing, you know, it's like, whatever. Um, but yeah, it's, I don't, like, their best sucked. Cool. I, I think the only <laughs> thing that makes me feel better about it is, or is like, oh, I chose it. Like, I mm. chose the abuse and I, ch- I chose this shit, apparently, because I want to work through it. And I, like, love my life to be hard. And so it can, you know. But now you're like interested in more hard things. Like you're not interested to me from this perspective. Like you're not interested in having like having to even put up the fight against your family of them wanting to have a relationship with you. Like you're not interested. Like you're like I want life is hard in the way like continuing to keep your brother blocked and allowing him to now show up as a different person and you to see how much he's evolved is allowing you the space to like. It's not like your life's not going to be hard. It's just going to shift what's hard about it. It, it, It's harder, believe it or not, when you're when you're holding up all those like, you know, when when you're protecting the castle. You know, it's it's much harder. I've 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 fucking been there so many times. And that was definitely a huge part of my psychedelic awakening because the the work that I do is always through people. Yeah. 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 Yeah, there's, I mean, most of my astrology is just, like, it's going to be extreme, no matter how it expresses itself. I mean, really, like, I think I probably said this on this podcast, but I think it's, like, one of the best astrological anecdotes. I have my moon, my mother, my emotions in my 12th house of institutions, prisons, jails. Like, I was literally sent away from my emotions. Yeah. You know, it's, it's poetry to my astrology. Mm. And it continues to present itself that way, so. Well, I, th- I think what's happening now is, uh, like... It's still going to be extreme, but it's going to be extreme in the way of like it's an extreme thing to start a church. It's a, it's an extreme thing. Oh, it's to just wait. That that's what out. I've I've come to is like life is asking me to move a ton of energy, even just physically. You know, yeah. I've had to come to that. And so it's like, I yeah, if I don't and if I don't do it in the positive ways, it's going to present itself in the negative ways. And that's yeah. been true in my life because I've had crazy amazing shit that people can't believe happens to me too. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. As long as my focus isn't on the bad shit, you mm-hmm. know. And I can align myself to the more positive extremes. And that's what I always tell people like, yeah, you may have like a ton of really hard angles and they're going to express themselves, but maybe it's beautifully, you know, beautifully hard in a beautiful way. Mm. You know, maybe you're carrying a ton of people and your gravitational force, you know, <laughs> that's how I thought when I met you. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. You carry a beautiful weight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It really made you like. Whatever went down, and we talked about it on our first podcast with you, the Child of Chaos episode. Listen to that again if you don't know Mare's backstory. But it brought you here. You know, it made you the person that, like, we fell in love with instantly. Oh, yeah. No, it's like, yeah, no, I'm so grateful for them being buffoons. (laughs) They were fucking buffoons and fucking up. And, like, yeah, man, like... I don't know what my high school would have experience would have been because I was already like not wanting to, you know, do the traditional path anyway. So I think it just forced me to realize who I was younger and realize like how crazy and magic I am to even be able to escape the place, to even be able to do things like that and be like, oh, I really like, 
I don't have to do what people force me to do, you know, in really yeah. extreme ways and express my willpower in that way. And it, I mean, it sent me into, I think, being able to have the confidence to start tattooing people. And, Absolutely. You know, like it obviously birthed me into myself. I'm very grateful for them. And I'm grateful, like, they've changed, you know, and my brother's changed and they continue to want to be better people and continue to be um, accepting of extreme stuff that I tell them, you know, and even like put a smile on their face through the phone, even if they're thinking negative thoughts about it, you know? And as I say, I think that comes from deprivation. I don't think, <laughs> you know, I think sometimes starving people out is what they need to realize that you have a certain expectation of how you want to be treated and dealt with in a relationship too. You know what I mean? Um, they're not even just, yeah, they're just grateful to be talking to you. They're yeah. not going to be like, wait, yeah. wait, I have a, I have something to say about right. You starting a cult. <laughs> yeah. yeah I, th I think there, in a way, the way you described the interaction, it sounded beyond accepting. It sounded like... Oh, they're supportive of me. Supportive. Like, like they're really, really supportive they, of me. Yeah, they no. They like this. And I'm excited, like, it feels like working out karma, you know? I'm excited to deepen our relationship and to, um, like, continue to shed away my resentment because, of course, like, the more my resentment for them sheds away, the more it does for myself and other people. There you go. I mean, yeah. and, and honestly take it from me if mary can do it anyone can <laughs> with with, with your, the level of buffoonery <laughs> buffoonery is such like a oh those knuckleheads kidnapped you in the middle of the night yeah. and put you in prison yeah. <laughs> fucking those rascals yeah. such buffoonery. that's how they think Sent about you it away you know? for your high school experience was in high security you had a high security high school experience totally. oh and before that i had private investigators too, yeah well that's fun I mean? so. as a teenager being gang stalked by by paid help <laughs> that's fun does it help you to know that paris hilton went through this too oh yeah um yeah i mean i'd love to know like what her um like more details of her situation are but, i mean i know it like she was kidnapped in the middle it, of the night and like sent to utah exactly in a yeah. mormon yeah. fucking high security wow. situation and it really fucked she's her finally up coming yeah. out but about it's, it. it's, it's these things that rich I'm, people do right i was i was gonna say i'm so glad that she's speaking up about it and that like more people should and i remember somebody coming to me um, who was trying to build a case against them and stuff who had gone there with me. And, um, I'm always willing to like talk about my experience or whatever, but uh, yeah, obviously people romanticize having money and that's why everybody's in this rat race in America for having money because you think it brings you happiness. And of course, like a certain l level of money can, um, dispel anxieties and, um, things you have about, you know, trying to make it in this world yeah or like if There's your basic needs are covered they say that you are ha you have more access to being able to be happy but totally. more money than that doesn't make doesn't you more do happier. anything right pretty much like over 70 grand right yeah. exactly it's not that much money right um and uh yeah it's like almost like beware the amount of money um because your parents can have enough money to literally you know hire private investigators yeah hire kidnappers and yeah, send, send you away, away to institutions yeah. and have other people deal with you and money um, you know, in a lot of ways for people interpersonally and also relationally, it's just really corrosive. Oh, you know, yeah. it brings in a sense of power that doesn't exist. Cause that's the, and that's like, that's the thing with my mother. It got to a place where just, I was more powerful physically and that was her power trip over me was money. Mm -hmm. Okay. So she had more money than me. Yeah. So she could hire weight. Right. Whoa. Um, Oof. you know, well, that, that's <laughs> what money does to people. It gives them the false sense of control. Yeah. Like all of a sudden yeah, you, you, you help control, control your life a little bit Absolutely. more. Also you can control your out of control daughter. Absolutely. If she didn't have money, Absolutely. that would have been a much more 
personal yeah, thing. Absolutely. You guys might have worked through it. Absolutely. She might have had to <laughs> stop being physical with you and ex- like, or yeah, talk to me or or get know. her ass beat one of these yeah. times, or just be okay that I didn't want to be around her and maybe reflect on why I wouldn't want to be around her. That's you know, because that was the big trip. Like, That's rough. She couldn't control. Like that was her. That was really where the power trip entered. Was like the lo- lo- loss of control of where I was because I would just leave the house because I didn't want to be around her. Yeah. Um, and I think a lot of people that's like happens in a lot of relationships. People get upset about, you know, people know it's like, why don't they want to be around you? Well, do we have that <laughs> issue? I think we do. I used to have, uh, <laughs> 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 um, yeah, people like get mad at me too as clients who I don't remember. And I'm like, be more memorable. Yeah. I mean, you're zoomed in when I'm you're doing it. <laughs> <laughs> I remember everybody. <laughs> But yeah, taking responsibility for relations. Mm. Yeah, you don't have to necessarily look at those hard things. And I think that, you know, money allows you to not like when we're more in a barter economy where we need to like when you need help, you're more likely to help other people. And when you don't need help because you can pay to solve any problem you have, you're not going to be a very helpful person because why would you help someone if you don't need that same expectation in return? You know, totally, totally, totally. Yeah, I mean, fuck. I, I know it's a dark portal, but like Jeff Bezos going to space. You see these interviews he did afterwards. It's like we are unmasked right now. He literally said in an interview, I want to thank all the Amazon workers and customers because they paid for this. And it's like, dude, you have a fucking trillion dollars and there's your employees are sleeping in tents and they can't pee. And you had a seven-minute jerk-off. Uh, yeah, like to go and do something that we were able to do in the 1950s and then get more media attention for that than climate change got in like five years combined. Yeah. It's like, where are our priorities at? How are we still trusting these institutions? Why are we Why are we continuing to cheer on accumulation of wealth as, it's, as if it's doing something for anybody but that fucking dude and his My ego? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> time not to look up but in because we can't like wait for just bezos to to change or wake him up like we can just hope that like hope he has an awakening but we just gotta worry about ourselves right now i think mm-hmm. yeah absolutely circle the wagons and plant a fucking church that will grow and uh you know we're just doing our best to hold a vibe and that's all the church is really is like come here and pick up on the vibe and hold the vibe and bring that vibe elsewhere and uh, mm-hmm. we could start to raise the the frequency here i feel like yeah absolutely it's revolutionary in that way absolutely. you know low-key like it's not going to be written into the bible or anything like that but it's like wink wink in this society taking care of yourself listening to plants is a revolutionary act trust yeah. me because yeah. everything's working against you <laughs> yeah yeah well and i mean i just think for the timing too like there's obviously a lot of press about this and there is a psychedelic renaissance happening and yet there still really isn't a lot of representation in larger institutions and in larger spaces for differing opinions and a lifestyle like we have so i just think that's exciting to me too you absolutely know? just to have a different voice out there a different tuning fork something else for the kids to listen to mm. oh, shau, 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 um can we uh do a little promotional section here before we wrap up yeah we're selling hop a now we're um which is uh you can research mm. it yourself type in sacred jungle tobacco in google and it'll come up yeah i've never been able to smoke cigarettes i've always been super sensitive to tobacco um and nicotine or whatever it is um like sean has these like 
pouches. Zen things that he does. And it, if I put one in, I always have to lay down for like <laughs> yeah, three like seconds. And that's done. always been a cigarette is too. Like I take two puffs and I'm like, I have to lay down. And I don't know how people do it. And they stand up as if anyways, long story short, um, I'm able to have tobacco through this medicine. Um, basically snort it or blow it up. You blow nose, it up rather. Yeah. Um, and tobacco is a very intelligent consciousness. I was just telling my brother this week, how lucky I feel to actually finally be able to interact with her and very grounding, um, and embodying and at the same time has so much levity um, yeah. and like so much wisdom and love and truth and like always helps me out. I do it almost every day now, yeah. at night. Yeah. So. I think it's a great uh, ritual to either start your day or end your day with. Totally. Yeah. It helps me end my day. Um, and especially after I do ketamine or whatever, why powders you want to snort up your nose, it really like clears me out. Like I'm not sinusy at all today. And I quite, if you have allergies, <laughs> it, you know, if you struggle with allergies or any kind of sinus issues or anything, believe it or not, like blowing this, this dust yeah. up your nose, it'll it, clear you out. It helps. Yeah. And, and it, it, it connects you. It yeah, really it connects, connects you. you. It's, it's intense. Um, it is intense. But uh, w we have a bunch of it, and it's and it's for sale. Like you could reach out to us if you want any of it. Um, and we also have pipes that. Yeah, we have a bunch of really cool pipes. Really they're not always this big. Cool. We yeah, we have us we have like smaller ones too. Yeah, th they're the self-serving self yeah. pipes, yeah. and then there's ones where you can serve to someone else, which it's really like a good. A little bit more of an event thingy. Yeah, it's c it's kind of good to have both. Yeah, well, definitely a hoppy section of the church. Yeah. It's or also funny because like all these pipes too like fell into our life in a lot of ways. Yeah. yeah. And they were like. Like the, from our friend who was down in Brazil, he yep. like was all these pipes. And Shout out to Jorge. Yeah. 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 I mean, this is. We'll find them good homes, you know? It's straight from the jungle. It's straight from a tribe in, in the Brazilian jungle who are holding it down. And it's a great way to support them. And uh, so, yeah, we bought a whole bunch of stuff for them to kind of spread the good vibe. Yep. And we have that available. And uh, yeah, other than that, patreon.com slash church of chill. Throw us a few bucks and uh, get access to the Discord community yep. and uh, the Church of Chill radio show, which yeah. is sacred. That's that's our scripture, really. It is, absolutely. And <laughs> we, we put bonus episodes of this podcast on there where we uh, get a little bit more freaky. Oh, yeah, the bonus <laughs> the first bonus episode we did with Mara, that was really Ooh. good. You yeah, tell whole different stories. Yeah, there, there's, a, there's, so a, many stories. there's a good little library of, uh, of bonus episodes on there right now for people to check out. Yeah, and if you want to get involved in the church, you're excited about this idea of actually making our ethereal space a physical space in some way to expand the ethereal space, of course. Um, you know, hit us up. Yeah, yeah. We we need we need uh, lawyers and we yeah, need we need lawyers. We need real estate people. We need people in law mainly that focus on uh, you know the ca like the cannabis laws and the new really yeah edge lords edge lords of the law. Yeah, yeah. We need a, <laughs> an edge lord lawyer. Yeah. We oh need yeah, because it's going to be a consumption. Because it's going to be a consumption site. Um, yeah. Yep, 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 yep. Well, I hope we can partner with someone and sell a little weed there, too. Well, like I was going to say, I, w I think oh we're yeah. going to find a space to grow. Well, yeah, well, that's another thing we need space, is somebody space. who's... Yeah, if somebody wants to get involved in the growing and stuff there. Because we York. should obviously have our own weed. Yeah, so yeah, growing our own for sure. There. Yeah, we need that. And um, we have Church of Chill t-shirts. Oh long yeah, sleeve and do. short sleeve and I those are them. available on our website veryape.tv they're, yeah. they're not there but that's cool I oh they're not there they're, we have an etsy shop church of chill has an etsy shop but um yeah, yeah reach out if you want a shirt um yeah like we've sold like 200 of those things and uh, i wear mine all the time yeah me too. too we basically change out of them for this so we yeah. don't wear the same thing every time but yeah we're having a lot of fun and we're working on some movies that uh yeah man i can't wait to talk about it's yeah. going to be fun. Yeah, I can't wait to just put them out and then talk about them. Totally. But, uh, 
Yeah, thanks for listening to us. This is the Verrier Podcast. Sean, Cass, and Mayor, Trinity, Infinity. We love you. Peace, love, and magic. <laughs>